0: Hey, everybody, thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Scandalous Grace with Carlos Wanigan. I'm so glad that you're joining us. Before we jump into today's show, I just wanted to ask you a favor. Could you take a moment and go and subscribe to the podcast and even rate it? If you're already subscribed, if you could just go and rate it, that would be awesome. I would be so grateful. That really helps get the word out about this podcast to other people that may not know about it, and it just helps us um, just spread the word in general about the scandalous grace of Jesus. I would be so grateful, and if you're new to this podcast and you want to hear some previous episodes, we have every one we've ever recorded posted on my website, carlaswanigan.com. Plus, you can find out much more about this ministry and about me and what God's doing on that website as well. And again, that's carliswanigan.com. We would also love to hear from you if you want to shoot us an email at scandalousgrace at carliswanigan.com and share with us what God is doing in your life through this podcast. That is so encouraging. And we love to hear your stories of God's faithfulness and goodness that's happening in your life. So thanks again for tuning in. Thanks for liking us and following us on social media. And also for subscribing and rating the podcast. I'm really grateful. Now let's jump in and hear today's episode of Scandalous Grace. Hey, everybody, welcome to Scandalous Grace. I am your host, Carla Swanigan, and I am so glad that you're tuning in today. Thanks for joining me. It has been quite a while since I uploaded a new episode of the podcast. It's been a crazy summer, which I'll talk to you about in just a minute, but I kind of decided I was going to take the summer off and, and just kind of uh, be with my family and enjoy the nice weather, but also, um, to be truthful, like, I have not had one good thing to say. <laughs> I don't think this summer, it has been one of the hardest summers of my adult life, I must say. I don't know um, what your summer's been like, but it has been really hard. While we have had some incredibly beautiful weather and um, some much-needed rain here in Colorado and lots and lots of sunshine, it has also been emotionally and maybe even physically and relationally a really tough, tough summer for me. So I just was like, you know what? It is time for me to get back on the podcast. And what do I want to share about? You know me. I want to share about what's going on in my life. I want to share about what's true and what's real for me right now. Um, The good, bad, and the ugly. I like to be authentic with you guys and um, just vulnerable and tell you what's up. And and maybe it's something that, that helps you in the long run to hear me share or, um, you know, even you can relate and it kind of pushes you into maybe even being honest with yourself about what you've been going through or what you're feeling or how you're processing some of your circumstances or your situations. So I guess for me, where I would start is I came home this summer after being away at ministry school for about nine months, and the first couple of weeks were absolutely like what I like to affectionately call the honeymoon phase, that re-entry phase where, you know, everything is sunshine and roses and, you know, no matter what's going on, I'm just so happy to be home and it just everything was perfect. It felt like I was just glad to be home, happy to be reunited with my family, um, eager to get back into the swing of things and step into this next season that God has for me in ministry and even in in my relationships and really even in my depth of relationship and my journey with the Lord. I was excited for the next level, if you will of everything that I expected and hoped and really just believed God for. Those were my expectations. I I really expected after that, especially the first couple of weeks at home and everything was seriously going so smooth. And like me and my husband, like we were telling people we went to a family reunion. My niece graduated from high school, and we we went down to Atlanta for her graduation, and, and his whole family was there. And I remember saying to people, and John said it too, we both repeatedly said, yeah, we feel like we're having a second honeymoon. We kept saying that because that's how it felt to us after being apart off and on for nine months and being back together again. That's what it felt like. We've been married for almost 20 years now, And together for about 23, 24 years. So to have that kind of like romance and affection and renewal, you know, after being away from each other was fantastic. And we were both just like flying high. And I remember I I made a list of all the things that I I felt like I wanted to get done this summer um, around the house and a list of like outdoor chores that we needed to do and I was, like, so ma- motivated to do all those things because I felt so great physically. And also, I made, like, a list of friends that I wanted to reconnect with and check on and, you know, meet for coffee or have some couples over out on our deck for dinner and all kinds of stuff like that. I made these kind of lists. And then I also made this big, long list, actually, before I even came out from school. I made this list of things that I really felt like God was showing me he wanted me to do next in my ministry. Um, Some video devotionals that I wanted to get done and even start the manuscript for my next book and a Bible study that I felt like he wanted me to write and lead this fall. Just a list, you know? Like, I was so inspired, so excited, so motivated. And then about two weeks after I got home, I remember it felt like I woke up one morning, literally, like I literally woke up one morning after a really restless night of sleep and I woke up and everything had shifted. Have you ever felt that way? Like you wake up and you're like, whoa, something feels off. Something's not right. Even before I even rolled out of bed, something felt off to me. And I'm really sensitive to my atmospheres and just to what's going on, I don't know, in a room, you know, vibes from people, but even like an energy in the room. And I just felt such, not to be like weird, you guys, but I'm just going to have to speak the truth to you, like as I see it, it felt like such an ominous, oppressive energy. In my bedroom, even before I got out of bed. And I remember thinking, what in the world? Like, what's going on? And after that morning, pretty much everything turned upside down. At least that's how it felt. From the way that it had been, like I said, smooth sailing, happy sunshine and roses to all hell broke loose. In my life, for the most part, um, everything that had been going great with me and my husband John suddenly we couldn't get along. We couldn't find common ground. Uh, everything was an argument. Everything was irritating to us both. Um, honestly, things that we hadn't had to deal with within our relationship in probably a decade or longer. Some stuff like fifteen years, we haven't had these kind of issues in our marriage. All of a sudden popped back up and started becoming an issue again. Things that I felt we had long ago dealt with, things I thought we had put to bed and and overcome a really long time ago, all of a sudden, they're back. And I'm like, what in the, and I'm just going to say it, actual hell is going on. Because that's what it felt like. It felt like such a demonic assignment had been released on my marriage. And then on top of that, I had been feeling great physically. I'd been going to the gym. I'd gotten a lot of healing in my spine um, while I was at school. A lot of people had prayed for me, and especially the last week of school, I'd gotten a huge breakthrough um, through prayer in my body with my back and, and the issues that I've had for many, many years in my back. Well, all of a sudden, I started having some low back pain again. I started having, like, tenderness when I'd wake up in the morning and tightness in my spine. And I started having to be aware of, like, how I was moving and um, how I was lifting things. And I hadn't had to do that in in a while. And so I got discouraged about that. I'm like, what's going on? Like, why does it feel like everything is going backwards? Why does it feel like all this stuff that... I've overcome really or that God's done in my life or I've had breakthrough in if you will. What is happening that it's just like it feels like all this crap had been unleashed on me. And then it started really affecting me mentally, the thoughts that I was dealing with in my mind, um accusations and thought patterns that I again had long ago dealt with and learned how to shift my atmosphere internally and externally. Um, things that I had had victory over with the Lord for years, some stuff for months, but most of the stuff for years. Suddenly I was having to fight those battles again. And I'm like, what in the world? And for the first, like it kind of like it's the pot bowling with the the water it starts out cold you know it's like the frog in the water have you ever heard that illustration or that metaphor where like you put a a frog in a pot of, of cool water and he's fine but you just slowly turn the temperature up and let the water start bowling and he won't even realize it because it's such a slow um bowl if that makes sense that's what I feel like was happening because at first I was like, what is this? What's going on? This is crap. And I was like battling it saying, no, like I've dealt with this. I'm not allowing this. And I would shut it down, but it came on so fast and so strong and so repeatedly and really relentlessly for day after day, week after week that it really started wearing me down. I had some really strong conversations with the Lord about it. I had some urgent phone calls to friends about it to get covered in prayer. I did all the things that I knew to do, and it still wasn't letting up. For the most part, I mean, I can remember towards the middle of the summer, after a couple of months of this, I, I would have a day or two of, and they weren't back to back. It would be like a day or two a week. Where I could feel like it would lift a little bit and I could see the forest for the trees you know what I mean I could see the light at the end of the tunnel I could feel hope I could feel um, some peace but those were only a couple of days here and there for the most part I have been battling every day and don't get me wrong I mean there were some good things that happened this summer um, we had some... Our our son from Indiana came home, and we got to spend some really great family time with him. Um, we went on some great trips with family. I got to go home and see my family in Mississippi. Um, God let me speak at a, some really cool events this summer. I got invited to speak at some women's events, too. I mean... God was doing stuff in the midst of it, but I'm just telling you what my background noise was going on, what was that, what all of that was, and what I was dealing with um, internally and externally. And I remember thinking several times throughout all this stuff, did I miss God somewhere along the way? Am I in some kind of blatant sin that I'm just too deceived to see? Uh, did I do something wrong? Like, what's happening? And then after those kind of thoughts came in, and I dealt with those, they were all lies, obviously. But then the other thoughts that I think are even worse, you guys, came in. And it was where I'm like, wow, did God, did God really call me into ministry? Do I really... Am I really supposed to do all this stuff that I'm doing? Or is that just me trying to make something happen? Or is that just me um, using my imagination to assume that God's called me into these things? Is God really who he says he is? Is he really going to keep his promises to me and my family? Is he really for my marriage? Can he? Can he help me in my marriage? Can he? rescue me from these things going on in my body? Can he really set me free once and for all from the pain in my back? Those are the kind of things, you know, have, has that happened to you where, man, it's like kicking a dog when it's down, you know? And that's what was happening. And so I don't know. I, I've i got to be honest. It really was a summer for me of disappointment, discouragement at times hopelessness um, I don't know confusion i don't know. does any of that ring true to you and your situation right now, maybe something you've been experiencing. Because so many times when I share these things on the podcast, I mean, I'm not trying to be Debbie Downer at all. You guys know me. Um, I, I am full of faith most of the time for the things God is doing on the earth and in me and through me and for others. But I'm also, it's really important to me to be honest when the days aren't good and when the times aren't easy. And what I'm going through when it is hard. I want to be honest about that because that's real life. And I want to be able to talk about these things and process these things out loud. I'm not fully on the other side of it yet. It's not all fixed and solved and tied into a neat little bow for me to present to you and say, and see, here's how God fixed it. Um, No, it's, it's not there yet. But I also want to be able to talk to you in the midst of these things when we're going through it because those times are important too. Although this summer wasn't everything I expected it to be or even what I had hoped that it would be, I know God was with me in it. Even when I could not hear him speaking clearly and I would call a friend and say, please pray for me. I just need to hear God's voice. I need to hear from him. Please pray that he will speak to me. I could still feel his love through that friend. I could hear his voice through their prayers I knew that he was there with me. And there were times that I did hear him, even if he just said the simple phrase, which he said to me a lot this summer, I am with you. I am with you. I stumbled on a verse this morning just by accident. Um, I was reading in the Bible, and I came across the verse from Romans I'm going to read it to you. It's Romans 16. And I even posted about it on my social media. And so many people reacted to it that I was like, okay, I'm not the only one that feels this way right now. And it's Romans chapter 16. And it's Paul talking to the people. And it's the verses where he's talking about. It may be familiar to you. Um, He's just talking about, Um, how he's thinking of them and how he loves them and, you know, to watch out for offenses and, and things like that. But then he says this in Romans 16 verse 20, and the God of peace will swiftly pound Satan to a pulp under your feet. And I was like, what? I know I've read this chapter of Romans before. I have never heard that in my life. So I had to look it up because I love to read in the Passion Translation, especially in my devotional time, because I just feel like it connects better with me, with the Lord. It just feels more real to me conversationally with Him. So I had to read. I went into the, um, the ESV, I think. Let me see if that's the version I have here. Yeah, I went into my ESV uh, devotional Bible and um, it says it differently. I'm going to find it here for you. And this is the way that, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure that most of us are used to hearing it. And again, it's Romans chapter 16, verse 20. The God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. I'm like, okay, yeah, I think I have heard that. Crush Satan under your feet. But to hear it in the Passion Translation, I'm going to say it again. The God of peace will swiftly pound Satan to a pulp under your feet. You guys, I laughed out loud. And even my husband was in the room. And I had to read it out loud to him. It just caught me so off guard to read it that way. And I was like, I freaking love that. I'm a visual learner. So for me, whenever I, I read something, a lot of times... Or when somebody's telling me a story, I, I'm I'm seeing it in my mind's eye. You know what I mean? I'm visualizing it. I'm thinking about it. I'm imagining it happening. Um, I just it's very descriptive to me that way. When when I'm reading, and so I was visualizing this, and I was like, yeah. And I just totally saw like the Lord as a lion. You know, it says He's going to come in like a lion, and I just saw this lion just pummeling the enemy pounding him, pounding him to pulp, it says. And I was like, hey, you know what? Yeah, God, that's what I need. That's exactly what I need you to do right now. And so after my husband left for work, I just started going after that. I just started praying it. Um, like I said, I posted it on social media, a little post about it. Um, if you don't follow me on social media, carloswanigan.com is my website and it's at carloswanigan and that's Carla with a K on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. But I posted it and I had people say, oh, I love this. Yep, this is a good one. Um, yeah, pray for me too. I I just started getting reactions from people and I was like, yeah, I'm going after this. And so I did. I just started talking to the Lord about it. And telling him how that's what I needed him to do in a lot of the circumstances going on in my life. I mean, I just told you guys a few. Because like I said, I did not want to be negative Nelly with you on here the whole time. Or Debbie Downer. But like I named a few things that have been going on. I could tell you probably 10 more things that have been going on in our life. Um, Financial difficulties. um, Places where the enemy is like totally jacking with us and my husband's business. He's had some work trucks that are just like constantly, we're having to get them towed off job sites, things, random things are going on like that. Relational stuff um, with our, some of our extended family and even some of our friend relationships, just crazy stuff. Just, it seems like drama, you know, around every corner or places where we're just experiencing loss, pain or heartache. And so I just started going after it. And just started asking the Lord to pound the enemy into a pulp in all the areas where he is trying to interfere in our lives. Where he's trying to bring distraction and discouragement and hopelessness and doubt and unbelief. And just that negative energy. You know what I mean? And so, and I'm going to do the same for you before the end of the podcast. I'm going to pray over you for sure. But if you get a chance, look that verse up, especially in the Passion Translation. It's Romans 16, verse 20. When I was looking into it a little bit more down in the study notes, in the Passion Translation for that verse, it says the Greek word "centribo" means to beat up someone to a jelly or a pulp. And I was like, oh my gosh, that is the best. I'm going to remember that from now on. And that's how I'm going to see, like I'm going to visualize God having victory over the enemy and his attempts to bring all this pain and suffering into my life. I'm going to visualize God beating him into a pulp, getting the victory in my circumstances. And it says, it goes on to say, the rest of that verse says, And the wonderful favor of our Lord Jesus will surround you. And in other translations, and it says, and the peace of God will surround you. And that's what I ask for us this morning, for all of us, for all of you listeners, and for myself. Peace, his peace in the midst of our circumstances, in the midst of the hard places, um, in the midst of our pain and suffering and heartache. And especially for me, I pray for peace in the midst of disappointment or hopelessness or discouragement. I had a friend um, that I was on the phone with the other day, and I was kind of talking about this, and she brought up this verse, and when she said it, like instantly, I felt the Holy Spirit's presence on it, and I felt that warm sensation of His presence even in the room with me while she was talking to me on the phone because the verse she brought up was one that he had said to me several times the past like 24 hours prior to my conversation with her and I'd been meaning to look it up again but it's a verse sometimes that I'm so familiar with that I didn't look it up. I was just like, yeah, yeah, I know that verse and it just kept coming to me and then when she said it, I was like, okay, God, you're talking to me. I get it. I hear you. I'm going to hang up with her and go look it up But what she said to me was the verse from Ephesians chapter 6. And again, this is a verse that you may be really familiar with because we hear it a lot in the church. And it's the verse about putting on, it's that whole chapter about putting on the full armor of God. When we're in a battle to put on the full armor of God. I'm going to read it to you, and then I'm going to tell you the part that was highlighted to me. So like I said, you may be really familiar with this verse, but just try to hear it with fresh ears today. And I'm going to read from the Passion Translation, and this is all about spiritual warfare. Now, my beloved ones, I have saved these most important truths for last. Be supernaturally infused with strength through your life union with the Lord Jesus. Stand victorious with the force of his explosive power flowing in and through you. Put on God's complete set of armor provided for us so that you will be protected as you fight against the evil strategies of the accuser. Your hand-to-hand combat is not with human beings, but with the highest principalities and authorities operating in rebellion under the heavenly realms, for they are a powerful class of demon gods and evil spirits that hold this dark world in bondage. Because of this, you must wear all the armor that God provides, so you're protected as you confront the slanderer, for you are destined for all things and will rise victorious. Put on truth as about to strengthen you to stand in triumph. Put on holiness as the protective armor that covers your heart. Stand on your feet alert, then you'll always be ready to share the blessings of peace. In every battle, take faith as your wraparound shield, for it is able to extinguish the blazing arrows coming at you from the evil one. Embrace the power of salvation's full deliverance like a helmet to protect your thoughts from lies. And take the mighty, razor-sharp spirit sword of the spoken word of God. And pray passionately in the spirit as you constantly intercede with every form of prayer at all times. So you've probably heard that verse. It's all about the armor of God. Um, Those verses, it's from Ephesians chapter 6. But I want to read it to you in the ESV as well. Just the verse that he highlighted to me that day on the phone with her and the part of the verse that he had been saying to me for a day or so before before she called to pray for me. And it's the part from verse 13. Therefore, Take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand, stand. That's what he had been saying to me. And that's what my friend confirmed to me when she called, she goes, Carla, I just feel like you have done all you can do. You've done all the things. And I had you guys, and maybe you have too. I've prayed all the prayers I've repented for things where um, I know I've been in the wrong with the Lord. I have done all the things. I've reached out to friends to cover me in prayer. um, I've cried out to God for help. I've done all the things. And now what he's asking me and, and possibly even you, the listener, to do is stand. That's all we have left, you guys. We just stand and we wait on the Lord for the victory. We stand in spite of our pain. We stand in spite of the struggle, the disappointment, the discouragement, hopelessness. We stand in spite of the weariness of the battle. If you can just stand today, He'll give you the grace to stand again tomorrow. He will give you the grace to stand every day until he comes through for you and for me. I want to pray for you now. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I do ask for the grace to stand. I ask for the grace to stand and see you bring the victory. The victory is in you, Jesus. You said on the cross, after you defeated the enemy in every way, you said it is finished. And it's a done deal. And we believe you, God. But some days, man, it's real hard to see that in our circumstances. It's real hard when we're feeling discouraged and disappointed and like there's no hope. God, I've prayed this so many times, but I pray it again today for myself and for everyone listening within the sound of my voice. God, I release your hope. You are the hope of the world, Jesus. I release the hope of Jesus to all of us right now in every situation. I apply it right now to every circumstance. God, I ask that where the accuser tries to come in and blame us for our circumstances and our situations Tells us we uh, lack faith or um, we've missed God or we've screwed it up somehow. God, you're bigger than all that. Even if that is true, you are bigger than all that. Your love conquers all. Your grace is bigger than all that. It's abundant grace, it's unlimited grace. Your marvelous grace. So I release that to all of us now and into all of our situations. I thank you, God, for hope, renewed hope, restored strength. I pray for restoration in relationships. I pray for miracles of God in our bodies. I release the healing power of the finished work of the cross of Jesus Christ of Nazareth to all of us that are needing a healing in our bodies, Lord. Thank you so much. Even as we listen to this, Lord, you are healing bodies. Thank you, God. And Lord, we do. We take captive all of our thoughts, the things that are coming into our mind that are not even our own thoughts. We think sometimes they're our own, but they're not. They're from the enemy. And I rebuke those right now in the name of Jesus. I cancel those assignments of accusation and doubt from the enemy, Lord. We take all of our thoughts captive, casting them down right now and submitting them to the obedience of Jesus Christ. We have the mind of Christ, Lord. And I thank you for that right now in Jesus' name. God, I pray that you would bring the victory and you would bring it, like it says, in your word, swiftly, swiftly, God swiftly pound the enemy into a pulp in all of our situations where that's needed. God, I say even today that we would see evidence of your goodness and faithfulness in our lives. Lord, even remind us of all the ways you've come through in the past. Help us to give you gratitude and gratefulness and praise you in the midst of our storms. But Lord, let us see. Let us see you move. Thank you, God, that we can trust you. Thank you, God, that you give us and release your peace to us right now. Thank you, God, that yours is the victory. And we can trust you. And above all else, Lord, help us to stand. Help us to stand firm and wait for you and believe in you and watch you do it. Because you are, you have, and you will. Thank you, God, that you are with us. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your presence. And thank you, God, for sending your ministering angels to minister to us. Just like you did to Jesus in the wilderness when he was going through his hard time. You sent your angels there to minister to him. minister to us, angels of God. We pray all these things in the mighty, holy, victorious name of Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord and Savior. Amen. God bless you guys. I'm praying for you. I love you so much. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for subscribing to the podcast, following me on social media. You can email me at scandalousgrace at carloswanigan.com and let me know what God's doing in your life. I want to stand with you. I want to celebrate with you. I want to believe with you. Your testimonies encourage me so much. I love you guys. Remember, leave religion out of it and just bring Jesus.